apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I'm Steve Rister, along with Justin Anafrio. Thankfully, we were able to get all of our tech. Well, I was able to get all my tech technical issues solved, so we should be good here. So, uh, yes, this is we are here. It is championship week in college football, and we had the we had the rankings last night. Uh, I mean, pretty uh, for the top five. It was uh, uh, pretty obvious for the top five. As you started with uh, uh, with Georgia one, Michigan two, uh, Washington three, Florida State four, and Oregon five. My issue is number six. Why are we putting a team that probably has no shot at getting into the playoff, number six, when you have two teams that have a chance behind them? I don't get that. I don't get that at all. I, I don't get that. But it should, it should be a very, very interesting week. Uh, it looks like Georgia, I would say, is the one team that's clearly in, even if even if they lose to Alabama. Uh, Michigan, I still think they have to beat Iowa. I don't know if they're going to put them in. Uh, but they probably are still in at two. But three and four are going to get interesting because – We'll see what happens if Oregon beats uh, if Oregon beats Washington, and then say like Alabama beats uh, Alabama beats uh, uh, Georgia. Alabama is going to be the biggest biggest thing. Big big is going to be the biggest one here because if Alabama wins, it's just going to cause chaos because they're behind Texas, but they beat Texas. There could be a chance that we could have uh, Michigan. We could have Michigan in Georgia. We could have Michigan and Georgia in, and then we'll be. It, it would probably it would probably come down to Bama, uh, Texas. And Oregon, say Oregon beats Washington, it would come down to, to, to Oregon for that last spot. So it'd be very, very tough to pick between those three teams, between Texas, Oregon, and Washington. If that scenario did play out, though, I'd probably put Oregon and Bama in the playoff. But the argument is, is Texas, Bama beat Texas. So this is going to be a great weekend because there is so much chaos going on. It would be so much. It would be so much chaos if Bama wins. Yeah, there absolutely would. You know, Bama's able to. Somehow, you know, upset Georgia. Yeah, that would, that would, you know, get that would bring in major chaos. Um, yeah, with that scenario, with you know, who get in, you know, Oregon, Texas, Bama. But like, it's tough because like, Bama then has the best one in the country. 
because they just snapped Georgia's, what is it, 26 game winning streak, I believe now. So, like, I wouldn't see the committee leaving them out for that. But, like, it should be Oregon and Texas because Texas has a win over Bama. But I'm I know, with you. I know, would, but that win was so jumped. early on. That yeah. win was so early on. That's the thing. That win was so early but on. But the games have to matter, though. That's the that game. I know, I know, because then you're then you're saying the games don't you're, then you're saying the games don't matter. Like in a perfect world for me, if Washington wins, I would take if say Washington beats a, or beats Oregon. I know, I mean, I mean, if if Oregon beats Washington, I'd still have Washington in over Florida State, but they're definitely not going to do that. But I would still have Oregon because right now is Florida State a top four team? Now, the only no. reason they're a top four team is because they're undefeated and they're playing the worst conference in college football and they don't have their starting quarterback. And I'm, t- I'm sorry, Ro- Tate Rotemaker is not Jordan Travis by any means. They would have blown Florida out if if uh, if, uh, if if Travis would have played. Yeah, they're lucky that Florida's maybe the most undisciplined team in college football. That was uh, – <laughs> Florida has some major issues down there. Um, but, yeah, like I'm with – like, yeah, you have to give Florida State credit because they are undefeated. They did – they are, you know, in a power conference, yes. The ACC is the weakest of all. And they played a ton of – backup quarterbacks throughout the way and there's times this year where they kind of have not looked great but that that right now yeah they're not one of the top four teams it's going to be interesting what the what the committee does because it is one of the things like if they do beat louisville who now that now that because louisville lost kentucky now it's not going to be a top 10 win now it's kind of like okay do we leave an undefeated power five team out of the playoffs that's and you know they do say it's like rule number two that or three that they do um they do take account for injuries at the you know who's going to be in and the impact that they have. So it'd be very interesting to see what the committee does, you know, because I don't you know because if everything you know kind of finishes you know there's no upsets and yeah Florida State's definitely in, but you know if there's some other things that happen, yeah, does Florida State get jumped with? Well, I don't think they would, but yeah, it would bring up very interesting scenarios. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, it's, there's going to be there's so many because there's seven teams that are clearly in this thing, and they're even announcing t- 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 last night that they still think Ohio State's in it because they're ahead of Bama in Texas, which I think is false. It's totally false that Bama that Ohio State should be in this thing because they shouldn't be. But there's just so many scenarios, and the Bama thing makes it so interesting because the Bama thing is. But let's let's say like for example, say Bama loses though. It's pretty clear cut. It's pretty clear cut because uh, if, if Bama loses, then then uh, Georgia's clearly in. Assuming Michigan wins, they're clearly in. Uh, then uh, then uh, it would pretty much be down to at that point. It would pretty much be down to Texas, uh, Oregon, Oregon, Washington, and Florida State. So it would pretty much be down to those four teams trying to get in if Bama loses. So Bama, yeah, it's pretty much Bama. Can, Bama pretty much is going to make make this either fun or pretty clear cut on Sunday afternoon. Absolutely, you know, it, it would, yeah, because Bama loses, yeah, they got no chance. If they win, yeah, it's one of those things they're probably going to, you would think they're probably, the committee's going to get them at that four spot. You know, the other one, yeah, like Ohio State, the only way I could see them get in, Georgia wins, Michigan wins, Washington beats Oregon, yeah. Florida State loses to Louisville, Texas loses Oak State, and then Ohio State gets the four. Yeah, but like here, that's here, probably here, the only path. But here's here's my issue. Here's my issue. I would put I would where are you assuming that Michigan beats Iowa? Yeah. All right. Here's here, here's my only issue with that. If that was the case, I'd put uh I'd put uh, obviously I'd put I'd put, uh, I'd put Georgia in. I'd obviously put Georgia and Michigan in. Then uh I then I would put uh, I would put I put Oregon in, and then I put I put Washington any day of the week over Ohio State. Look at the quarterback play. And they play in a tougher conference. If it, if it gets down to Washington, Ohio State is at largest. I am putting Washington in any day of the week over Ohio State because they are a better football team than Ohio State. They got a much better quarterback. Oh, actually, my scenario I had Washington beating Oregon, so like I oh, had so Oregon no, out as well. Could, so it would be Oregon out as well. So that'd be too long. Oh, so they would be. They would. Yeah. Then, they, then they would be in. Then they would be in. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So like that's kind of the only way I see fit that they get in. And I would be like Washington should get in over Oregon if it somehow came down to that that our large spot because yeah the way that quarterback play hasn't been even Penix Penix isn't healthy I don't know what's going on but yeah. I'll get to his numbers yeah. kind of when we talk that game but yeah yeah like Washington's kind of been hanging on by a thread here like you know this this week's you know 
Very, it's gonna be a very interesting week for him. But yeah, you know, it Bama's Bama's definitely yeah is you know it, it's could be there could be a lot of chaos or there could be no chaos. It's it's it'll be interesting how it kind of plays out. We'll, you know, we'll kind of know a little bit Friday night because if Oregon beats Washington, then you know we already kind of get a little little chaos as Washington kind of because like if Washington loses by a field goal, yeah, it'd be tough to tell them yeah you're you're done now because it is a Pac-12 team. They don't respect the community doesn't respect the Pac-12, so that's the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right about that. You're definitely right about that. So for our picks, for who's going to make it, we're going to pick the, our games first, and then we'll go to our picks. We don't want to give away our picks for this week, and and we're going to start with the SEC championship game. You got uh, Georgia and, and Bama playing the SEC title game. I think this is going to be a close, competitive game. I think that Carson Beck is going to continue to play, continue to play, continue to play well. But first, we'll give our keys to the game and what Georgia has to do to win the game. And for Georgia. It's uh you got Carson Beck has got to play really well, and they got to contain the Bama running game because that's what Texas did when they beat them in Week Two. That's what Texas A&M did. So if they if uh, Carson Beck plays well and they contain the Bama run game, I think Georgia has a really really good chance to win this game. Yeah, for me for Georgia, it's kind of containing Jalen Milrow. Don't let him kind of use his legs and be able to kind of run around and scramble. A spy is important. <laughs> a spy is important. Yeah. Kirby's got to use a spy. He doesn't usually use a spy. A spy is important no. in this game. Yeah, because um. They, you know, for Georgia, actually, I want to go back and look because I don't know how many scrambles they've really faced this year. Panthorn, I know, had 92, I believe, against Georgia. That's really been, as I'm looking at their schedule, that's really the only scramble they've faced. Um, but yeah, like, you know, if Jalen Merrick could kind of run around and, and, you know, make plays with the legs, he's, you know, that that's going to help out Bama. And then taking away the deep pass, you know, because that's kind of what Milrow's been, that's what they've kind of leaned on all year. You know, like make make Jalen Milrow hit like the five six yard passes. Kind of let them go down the field that way instead of letting them hit the big play. Um, so that's kind of number one there for Georgia. My second one is uh, you know, be, be balanced offensively. You know, they've really gotten the running game going in the last month. You mentioned Carson Beck's playing really really well. You got Brock Bowers back. Um, you know that that's something where they their offense right now because you could because they're off and. I'm not, you know, like their defense is still really, really good, but their offense has been better than their defense this year. You know, like, you know, their their offense is, is especially in the last kind of a couple months months here. So that's kind of the thing for me too, is just be balanced offensively, kind of keep Bama on your toes or on their toes in this one. I think Georgia's got a good chance of winning this one. Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely. And for Bama to win this game, pretty obvious. Stop the run, force back to be one eventual, and run the ball yourselves. No offense to Jalen Milroy, he's the worst Bama quarterback probably since Jalen Hurts' freshman year. This is the and I did not say he hasn't played bad. Bama's had some great quarter, some mm. great quarterbacks. I mean, with with Tua, with Mac Jones, with Bryce Young, they've had they've had great quarterback play at Bama because this was Milroy is definitely don't be right. He's definitely better than AJ McCarron. He's definitely better yeah. than uh, who was it? Who won that? Uh, Coker. Yeah, he's definitely nope. better than those guys. So, but yeah. he's the worst Bama quarterback since Jalen Hurts' rookie year because the quarterback play at Bama has been so good. So, yeah, the running game with McLean, that is very, very crucial in this game. So running the ball and stopping the run, that's very crucial to Bama winning this game. And that was something Bama did not do last week. If they don't if they if their run defense is the same as it was last week, there's no way they win. Yeah, absolutely. They gotta be better at top of the run. Um, you know, this time around this week, because yeah, the word kind of ran all over them. Yeah, you know, for me, for Bama, it's kind of offensively, they got to play like 60 minutes because they kind of their offense is here stalled out at times. Like they, you know, they look again, they're losing a half against Tennessee, they put it on in the second half, but you know, like South Florida, they only got 17 points. Like, and you know, then that was a late one of them was a late touchdown score. Like Bama's offense, they have some weapons, but it's just like it's you know. They just stall. They just it's they don't always put it together. You know, they put up 42 against LSU, but LSU's defense is a sieve. Um, you know, Mississippi State, they kind of ran it, you know, got enough against them. But so, you know, we saw a Texas game. They kind of struggled there. They hit some big plays, but like they didn't really build any drives together. So for them, you got to be able to kind of, you know, 60 minutes is going to be huge for them. And then um, Dallas Turner's got to be a game wrecker. You know, Alabama's been so good at getting the quarterback. He's kind of the main reason. And Beck really has not faced much pressure at all. I think he's only been sacked, you know, eight or nine times, I believe, all year. So he's been pretty comfortable back there. If Dallas Turner could kind of get in his face, that's something new for him. Um, you know, that, that could be a huge kind of advantage there for Bama. So if they can kind of get after Beck, make him uncomfortable, um, 
you know, Bama's you know, got a shot here to to uh, upset the the Bulldogs. And you brought up Dallas Turner. That's why stopping the run is so crucial, or containing that run game with Milton and Edwards is so crucial because they can contain that run game, then they could pin their ears back and they could and they could play and they and Dallas Turner could be a factor. If Dallas Turner is a factor, that definitely improves Bama's chance of pulling the upset. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, because yeah, it's you know because Georgia's offensive line's still pretty good, but I think it's been better the last couple of years. You know, so yeah, absolutely. You know, Turner Turner's been a monster. I don't think they've really face a pass rusher like that either yet this year for Georgia. So, um, yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to see, you know, if he can kind of, yeah, get some pressure on them, you know, do they got to double team them? So, yeah, it could bring up some interesting things in this game. So, yeah, absolutely. Dallas Turner, yeah, it did kind of keep them third and long there. Make them on passing downs would be really key for the for the uh, tide there, try to get an upset. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, to talk about the game now, I think this is a game that Georgia does have a little bit of has it does have success running the ball. I think Carson Beck plays well. I do think Jalen Milroy plays well, but I think he makes that one big mistake. I think Georgia's defense forced him to make that one big mistake, which costs him the game. That's why I have Georgia going undefeated and beating Bama again. I have I have Kirby beating Bama two times in a row. You know Saban wanted to play Georgia after not playing him last year. He's got his wish, but I think Kirby beats him again. I got Georgia winning this game. 31-24 over Bama, but Justin can Bama get for revenge from what happened in the national title and can save and beat Kirby in another SEC title game. I got the Bulldogs as well, 31-21. to I just – I hate trying to count out Bama because it's like a couple years ago this had the SEC championship game. It's like, how is Bama going to have any time to – you know, with how good Georgia's pass rush was looking. But the and the difference in Bama in that game, they had – they, they, they had uh they had Bryce Young they had Bryce Young in yeah game. yeah uh, yeah there's no yeah there's no Bryce Young in this one like you know it's tough to kind of count out Saban I hate to kind of like he's gonna lose by two scores but I still just think Georgia's got a I think more talent I think they're more better kind of overall team than the than the Crimson Tide I wouldn't be shy to see the Tide kind of keep this close but the way they played in the I I know the Iron Bowl is a weird one especially Jordan Hare but. They just haven't put it together, and the offense, I don't think, is completely fixed yet. And I think Georgia's defense does enough. And I think Georgia, down in Atlanta, there's going to be a lot of fans of both sides, but probably going to be a little bit more Georgia fans. So I, I get the Bulldogs win by 10 points. And the big question is, and I think it's a pretty obvious one, if Georgia loses this game, are they still in the playoff? And I think that's an obvious question. They absolutely, absolutely are still in the playoff, even if they lose this game. They... They will, but do they deserve to? They lose, and I say no. Yeah, because they're scheduled. You're right. You're right. They're scheduled. Yeah. They're scheduled. The SEC East was not it was it was not great this year. I'll I'll give you that. Their schedule was yeah, really. Who they beat was really Tennessee and Missouri. Tennessee yeah. and Missouri. Yeah, it's really all yeah. they beat. Yeah, you're right about that. You're not wrong about they, that. Tennessee, Tennessee's not good. They have four losses. Old Miss, I know, wasn't, but like we know, Old Miss is a fraud. Like that's not a that's not a great team at all. Still, still, yeah. still a good. Yeah, I know you're not a lane guy, but still a good team. They're a good team, but like they're not a top ten team. You know, like I. But you can so say the same I, thing with know, Ohio State and, about like Penn State and Notre Dame. You can say the yeah, same thing with Ohio State about yeah. Penn State. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. Like I, you know, like yeah, I think Ole Miss and Penn State are pretty equal you know like i yeah. think you know i think penn state may be a little bit better than them missouri's had an awesome year but yeah i know their game with georgia supposed to play oklahoma i know the sec wanted to remove that because oklahoma's joining the conference but yeah like they're out of conference schedule stunk that should that could hurt them because it's like you know who else are they beating so i'm with like i think they would be in but they would they shouldn't that's you know unless if just absolute chaos happens but yeah yeah yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. You said they shouldn't, but they should. But, but you say, yeah, you said they, they, uh, they, they shouldn't. I still think they should because they've won so many games in a row. They've won so many games in a row. They really, the last time they lost was the SEC title game against Alabama. Yeah, it is. But you know, yeah, like should the pass count? Like I, you know, I they probably put a little sock into that. Like they lose by a point. Okay, you know. I, I don't know. I like, yeah, the Georgia State's still probably the best team in the country. It's still the best team in the country. But like the, the like the SEC was just down this year in general. Like it was the it was the number two conference. But you know, Pac 12 was one, but like there wasn't a lot of great 
teams and you know they kind of roll through it and they always kind of get the advantage of they have half their teams always ranked because of the SEC and it's supposed to be a gauntlet every week. This year was not. So like if Oregon beats Washington, Washington should get over in over Georgia because they went through more of a gauntlet than the Georgia Bulldogs. So but that wouldn't happen. No, no, absolutely not. They're not taking a Pac-12 team over an SEC team. No, no chance. No, no not, chance. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But we will move on to the Pac-12. And Friday night, we got the Pac-12 championship game between Oregon and Washington. And I think this is going to be a really, really good game. Oregon lost to Washington 36-33, but they went for it twice when they should have kicked two field goals, and they went for it on fourth down. I, they, I, I didn't mind that call when they went for it on fourth down from the 47. But then Penix, then Penix drove down to win the game. But still, I think this is going to be a really, really close game between these two teams. But I think Oregon's offense is going to have a big day. Bucky Irving, Bo Nix. I think right now Oregon is the second-best team in the country behind Georgia. I think – and you could argue maybe the best. I mean, I think Bo Nix is going to have a really big game again. And I do think Michael Penix is the same thing. I think he has a big game. Dylan Johnson has a good game on the ground. I think, I think this game is going to be back and forth. It's going to come right down to the end. But I'm going to take the Ducks this time to win uh, – 38-31, but Justin, can Washington get a sweep of the Ducks and head to the playoffs? I think they will. I got the uh, Ducks as well, 38-27. to um, I think the Ducks won by two scores. Yeah, Dylan Vegas Johnson, has but, them as a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah. That all, you know, I think to, to me, that tells me that Penn, they know Panics is not healthy, which I don't think he is. Yeah. And Dylan Johnson at the end of that Washington State game last week had a boot on his, he had a boot on. Wow, I, wow, wow. I don't I haven't heard anything on his status. I assume he's going to give it a go. But, like, you miss those two. I know you got Rome, Rome uh, Duze, uh, who's been good. But, you know, Michael Penix's first five games this year had 16 touchdowns, the one interception, and its complete completion percentage is 75%. In his last seven games, he's got 16 touchdowns and seven INTs, and he's only completing less than 60% of his passes. So... I just, I think he's, I don't think he's right. I don't, you know, pretty much since that Oregon game, he's been banged up. I don't know what he's playing through, uh, but he's trying. Their defense kind of, you know, made enough, you know, played pretty well last week. They got lucky because Penix on that final drive should have thrown three interceptions and Washington could not, could not pick one of them off there. Um, but I think in this one, I think the Ducks in the trench are going to win this one. Oregon is built like an SEC team. Dan Lanning, the former Georgia defensive coordinator, has built that team like it's an SEC team. And at that, like Oregon's have a lot of success next year in the Pig Ten because they're built for it. They're 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 built up front, and he's done an awesome job with that. Bo Nix, the way he's been playing this year, I think he makes enough plays against this, this Husky secondary. That's not they're one twenty fourth in the country. I think the Ducks do whatever they want. I think they win in the trenches, and I think because it's a neutral site game, to me, advantage Ducks. And you know, a couple very aggressive calls from Dan Lanning in the first game kind of costed them. But you know, they convert a couple of them. Uh, they win that football game. So I got the Ducks win by two scores. I hope it's a close game. I hope Penix is able to be a hundred percent. And this game's really, really close and goes down the wire. But I just think he's too banged up. I don't know what Dylan Johnson's status is, and I get the Ducks winning by eleven. Now, the big question is, is should Washington still get in the playoff with a loss? I still think they, even though they haven't played that well, I still think they should because they went 12-0 and in the Pac-12, but I don't think they will. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they should. If they lose by 11, it's going to be tough. Yeah, oh, if they're done. If so, they lose by double digits, yeah. they're done. Especially with the committee, yeah. they're done. Yeah, they're, they're, they definitely be done. They definitely be done. It's, just, it's like they should still, but I don't think they will put them back. Yeah, they wouldn't put them in there, unfortunately, so... Yeah, they would deserve it because they went through a gauntlet. They're the first team since the Pac-12 um, expanded to go yeah. 12 and all in the season. So, wow. you know, which it kind of says about how the big Pac-12s kind of cannibalize each other throughout the year. So uh, it, it'd be tough to make that case for them, and I don't think the committee would. So, fortunately, I think they'd be uh, going to the you know they they'd be going to a different year six bowl. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It looks like very easily could be watching Ohio State in the Rose Bowl, but who knows who's going to play in that game? Who knows who's going to play? Yeah, you probably won't yeah, have Harrison that's... playing. You probably won't have Penix playing. You probably have a lot of guys not playing in that Rose Bowl if, if, if that's the matchup. Yeah, that'd be disappointing. Um, actually, the Rose Bowl, I think, is actually one of the semifinal matchups this year. Oh, okay. okay. I think so it's Rose and Sugar. Like, okay, okay, good, good. So it'll probably be some random, like, Fiesta Bowl game or something. Yeah, yeah, it'll probably be yeah, one of those. So, yeah. yeah um, 
But yeah, you know, hey, still maybe possibility watching Ohio State with death. Depending on play, that would that be an absolute shootout? Future uh, Big Ten matchup. I don't, I don't think they're playing next year. I don't think. I don't, who knows? Yeah, there's so many, so many. Teams yeah, I haven't looked yet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Too many teams, and you're gonna have a lot of teams that don't play each other in the conference in this new Big Ten. That's why I don't really yeah. like it that much. Hey, you know, like the Mountain West, they determine their um, championship game on like a computer. Decide that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like. You're, you're, it's gonna be decided on computer. It's not how, it's not how things should be. Games. It's not how things should be determined. No. It's not how things should be determined. It should no, be determined on the field, not on computers. That's the problem with these conferences being too big. Well, if you want the conferences to be too big, then just play all conference games. Just play conference games. Just play yeah. do that. None of these, none of these garbage, you know, non-conference games you're playing. Just play conference games. That's it. Play conference games. Everybody, everyone plays conference games. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if that one point the SEC and Big Ten branch out. That's or, probably or, what's going to happen. Or, or maybe just have like maybe one or maybe one or two, but they got to be in like against an SEC or or a Big Twelve yeah. or a Power Five team. It can't be these you know these 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 mid American teams playing uh, Big Ten teams. Not cannot happen when you have all these teams in these conferences. You shouldn't be playing those kind of games. That shouldn't be happening. No, it shouldn't. But yeah, they want to build their resumes. They want you know same thing like college basketball coaches don't like opening night to play like a big team because they don't want to lose week y'all yeah, yeah. now it's a 12 team playoff but bama could afford to lose week one and still have a chance especially in a 12 team yeah. playoff so yeah yeah I'll, i'm with you. it it'd be yeah it's gonna be weird i hate it you know 18 teams in a conference just make zero sense so yeah you know, i've talked about yeah it'd be a mini nfl and any other sport or minor, you know, other pro football leagues that have tried to go up against the NFL, it never works and it nope. never survives. So, nope, nope. exactly. We'll see. We'll see how exactly. the SEC and Big Ten do. Exactly. So, we got a Big 12 match. We got the Big 12 championship game between Oklahoma State and Texas. I wish this was Oklahoma, Texas, because I think Oklahoma, I think this game won't be that good. Because realistically, if you stop Allie Gordon, Oklahoma State's not good at all. They, their quarterback play is bad. Uh, and I think that's what's going to happen in this game. I think that their, their quarterback's going to struggle. Allie Gordon's going to get probably even – not even contained. I think he's going to get shut down. I think Texas wins this game. I got to win it by three scores. I got Texas winning wow. this game 31-10 to 10 over Oklahoma State. Cause Oklahoma State shouldn't be the 18th-ranked team in the country. They didn't even play Texas during the season. They lost to South Alabama, and they got destroyed to, UC, to, to, to Central Florida. They should not be the number 18th-ranked team in the country. I don't care if they beat Alabama at Oklahoma at home. They should be the 18th ranked team in the country. That's going to get proven on Saturday. Texas wins at 31-10. But Justin, can Ali believe- Gordon carry Oklahoma State to a Big 12 title? You don't believe in the mullet and Mike Gundy keeps no. this thing close? No, 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 no. I think this is a touchdown game. Really? I think really? this. I think Oak State always plays up the competition. Way down. Okay, I got you. But if if they can't beat Oklahoma State by like two touchdowns. They sh- there's no way Texas should don't tell me the Texas should be should be ahead of Alabama then if they can't beat uh, Oklahoma State by more than two touchdowns. This team's gotten a lot better. Like this is a different team than the way he plays all that. Um, but Ollie Gordon, I think, had like three carries against South Alabama. Yeah, like yeah. it was after that bye game that they kind of played well. Carter Bradley, uh, Gus's Bradley, son played well. He's the starting quarterback out there, at South Alabama. Um, they're supposed to be a lot better this year. They've only six six, a lot of injuries from them. But yeah, yeah. Um, in this one, Ollie Gordon. Again, Texas, you know, I got to give Sark his kudos. You know, first time he's gotten double-digit wins as a head coach. Defensive line, even the offensive line is built. They're ready to go to the SEC up front. But I think Oak State's offensive line is pretty good. And I, Mike Gundy is such a good offensive schemer, play-calling play guy. He's going to scheme up points in this game. He just is. I think Alec Bowman's not great, but I think he's played – he's improving a bit. Not great, but he's improving. And yes, Texas absolutely dismantled Texas Tech. It's been a rough year, a lot of injuries. But I don't, I don't, I don't. But other than the Texas Tech game, when has Texas really, you know, stomped on somebody's throat this year? Not really that much. Like I think Oak State's going to go out there Saturday. I think they're going to keep this really competitive. I think Ali Gordon's going to have a good game on the ground. And Texas secondaries, you know, don't give up big plays and. If Texas wants to sit the, you know, if Texas wants to stack the box one on one, Ali Bowman, I could think can hit a guy downfield once or twice. That that Texas secondary is vulnerable. So I say it's a touchdown game. I, you know, Texas is good, but I think last week was kind of, you know, wasn't a true, te- you know, like I don't think that's the norm for the for the Longhorns. But look, going for the first Big Twelve title since '09, which is crazy to think about, but 
Um, it is. I think they do win it, but I think the Cowboys keep this close. I, 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 you can never count on Mike Gundy. You just, you just can't. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I just think that that, that Texas wins this big because I, I just don't like Oklahoma State. I don't think Oklahoma State is that good. Now, talking about another overrated ranked team, and that is Iowa, who is taking on Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. And I think this is going to be another complete blowout. Iowa went to Penn State and couldn't do anything. That's the, by far the best team they played all year, and they lost thirty-one to nothing. I think it's going to be more of the same in this game. I think the run game is going to get shut down. I think that. Quorum is going to have a huge day on the ground. I think it's going to be similar, very similar to the game two years ago. I think Michigan wins this one big. I got Michigan 41-10. And really the big question here is, is, is this game going to be any different than it was two years ago when they played the Big Ten Championship game? No, I got Michigan 24-0. I think Michigan, because, you know, Will Johnson's not going to play. They're going to miss um, one of their best, they're probably their best offensive lineman, Zeter. Like, I think Michigan goes up 10-0, and they just sit on the ball and just, okay, let's get out of here, no injuries. You know, let's just keep the ball for 40 minutes and just 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 get out of here. So, you know, maybe, you know, so I don't know, if, you know, how many points Michigan's going to put up. I don't think they're going to because they don't need style points. They just have to get out of there and win the football game. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I could see Michigan put up more. I'm just kind of going on the side of they just I, I think just try to get out of there. Yeah. For Iowa, um, their point total is like for the first half is like it's. It's uh under it's um point five like and it's juicily under like I don't see this team's not scoring unless how, how is this six. team the number sixteen team in the country? Their schedule was ridiculously ridiculously easy. The, the, yeah. the one good the it, one yeah. good team they played was Penn State and they got destroyed. They belong in the same field as Penn State. How do you think they're gonna belong yeah. in the same field as Michigan? I think this game is forty one to ten and can be and, and or Michigan but Michigan wanted they, Michigan could. Could want if Michigan wanted to, they'd win this game fifty-two to nothing. Oh yeah, absolutely, they could win this thing fifty-two nothing. I don't think I don't think Harbaugh will. Well, Harbaugh's probably pissed off everybody in the Big Ten though, so like I wouldn't be oh, shocked. Yeah. I think yeah. I think he'll be smart enough not to push the envelope in this one and just yeah. kind of get out of there with a win. But yeah, I'm with. I was last this year in uh, yards per game. They 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 average less than two hundred fifty yards per game. Wow, offensively. Wow, wow. wow. I'm telling you, if they played like a Pac-12 or an SEC West schedule, this team might not even make a bowl game. Well, Parker's defense so good. So that, good. Like, I could give up, see them. up 31 points to Penn State. How are they so good? Yeah. Michigan's defense is better. Ohio State's defense is better. How is this defense so good? Well, their their Myers offense did not help them out. Like, didn't Penn State have a lot of kind of – they didn't really have to drive the field all that yeah, often. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. So, it. like, you know, it's always a tough spot. But, again, they lost their best cornerback in Cooper DeGene uh, as well. And he's a return man. So, yeah. the only other guy on the special teams that could kind of set up their offense is out as well, I believe. In the, oh yeah, he's done for the – I think he tore his ACL. So, yeah, I will – I like, the only way they score points is a turnover. I don't see that offense doing anything. That offense might have 100 yards of off. Deacon Hill, like – Michigan last week in Ohio State said, all right, let's just sack the box. Let's Kyle McCord beat us. Kyle McCord made a couple bad decisions. You know, the last the last INT you got hit, you know, it's a tough one. You you, you know, you got to throw it there. You can't get sacked. So, but Deacon Hill, that's going to be the – Deacon Hill's not doing anything against his defense. Not at all. Like, their 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 defense is going to be tough, put us in tough spots this one. I got uh, – yeah, I got the – I got Wolverine 24-0. I could see it being much worse, but – now we got the ACC championship game between Florida State and Louisville. And I think Florida State wins the game because I don't think Louisville is that – they're 10-2, and two, but another team I don't think is that good. I don't know why we're, the committee's ranking all these teams that are in these weak conferences. They have these easy schedules, these weak conferences, like in the top 15. I think Louisville's not a top 15 team either, to be honest with you. So uh, I think that I think that Benson has a pretty good game on the ground. I think Rotomaker manages the game. Gets the ball to Keon Coleman. I think Jared Verse is the difference maker in this game. I think he makes plays. He even creates a turnover. He's going to prove why he should be the best, the top defensive end taken in this draft. I got Florida State finishing the season undefeated, winning the game 24-17. But, Justin, can Louisville ruin uh, Can Louisville ruin Florida State's playoff hopes? Yeah, I get the cards 27-23 in this one. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I Jeff Brom. He's got three wins already against top five opponents. This guy is very good. Yeah, I think last week was a 
here's here's the thing. How, uh, where were the where are those top five opponents now though? Like, didn't he beat Notre Dame when they were undefeated? Oh no, in his career. In his career. Oh, in gotcha. like his career. Oh yeah, like those Ohio, yeah. Those, probably those Ohio State that Ohio State win he had years ago. It's probably one. Yep. Of them. Yeah, that was one of them. I forget the other two, but yeah, he's had three of them. Um, you know, Brom is such a good kind of schemer offensively that um, I think they're going to be able to put up enough points. And look, Jack Palmer's not great, but Florida, you know, this is probably one of the better offenses that Florida or Louisville's or yeah, but Florida State or yeah, Jack Palmer's probably one of the better quarterbacks Florida State's kind of played lately. Um, because like we, you know, even when they played Leonard, he was or they played Duke and Riley Leonard was out. Um, but the thing, you know, like Florida State struggled offensively for most of that game last week, and Florida's defense is awful. They had, I, the, Arkansas put up thirty nine on them, and Arkansas, you know, was Arkansas's offense did nothing like that all year. So, I, you know, Tayron Maker, I thought he settled in the second half. They thought they, you know, Trey Benson, like they need Trey Benson, their running back, to run all over the Louisville defense. And, you know, they need Jack Plone to make a couple of mistakes, the Cardinals quarterback. But I think he may, I think Jack Plone made his game well. I think, you know, Ron, and I think Louisville's been pretty good at getting to the, um, been getting to the quarterback. So I think Louisville does enough in this one. I think Bromsky, again, Louisville's not great. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree. They're not a top 15 team, but, you know, He's got his his team usually gets fired up for these moments. He's very good in these type of games, and I was impressed with Ronnie Maker again. You know they got Fort State's got Johnny Wilson and uh, Keon Coleman. Those two can make some big plays and kind of help out Ronnie Maker. But um, I think Cardinals. I think find a way, and this would be and and part of it is too is it's the ACC. Usually something kind of like the Pac-12, just something goes wrong for this conference. It feels like every year in like these type of moments and games, even the regular season, I think Louisville kind of spoils the Florida State party. Yeah, I could very, very easily see that happening. Now we got, we're going to go to what we, who we think our top four is going to be. And I'll, I'll, first, I'll first say what I think it should be. Now with, with, with I, what I picked this weekend, obviously we got Georgia number one and uh, we, got, uh, we got Michigan number two. Now, what I think it should be is, I think from from how I picked it, from how, how I picked the games, how it should be is Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Oregon 3, Washington 4. But how it's probably going to end up being is, from how I picked the games, it's going to be Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Florida State 3, which would be crazy with the quarterback, they, with their situation. But I think just because they're undefeated, they're going to put them 3, Florida 3, and then Oregon 4. So it would be... I'd have Georgia. I'd have Georgia against uh, Oregon, Atlanta going up against his former team, and I'd have Michigan State going up against Florida, Florida State. So that for my prediction and how I think it's going to happen, my four are um, the three undefeateds: Michigan, now Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Oregon. What are your four? My four. I got Georgia as the one, the one yeah. seed. I got yeah. Michigan as a two seed. Yeah. I got Oregon finishing three. Yeah. To Michael up Washington. Yeah, it's gonna and, be interesting who you're you, you got you got the chaos here because we got you got yeah. so you pretty much have it down to Texas. Uh you, so you pretty much Washington. have it Texas and Washington. You're you are down to Texas and Washington. Say. You are down to those two teams. Who are you taking? I had to take Texas because I think they put Texas over a Washington team. That and it, but if Washington gives Oregon a good digits. game, there's no way they should do yeah. that. Yeah, so like if I had it as like a three point game, I would have put Washington at the four. But I think because I have them that lose by eleven, I think they're going to have Texas jump all the way to four. So that's how I kind of have it at. But I wouldn't mind seeing Washington at the four. I you know I could definitely put them there. But yeah, I got so yeah, I got Georgia one, Michigan two, Oregon three, and, and Texas four, and be all kind of four quadrants there of the uh, U.S. is something we haven't really seen in the college football playoffs. So. Yeah, you get all the regions into it. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, yeah, your four would have. Yeah, your four would have. Uh, yeah, you'd have Georgia. In the, you'd have Georgia in the south, Michigan in the Midwest, Oregon out west, and then you'd have uh, Texas in Texas the, in the down, south, down, you know, southwest. Southwest. Yeah, yeah south, because yeah. I kind of have like two teams in kind of the southeast, uh, one team out west, and then uh, I got one team in the Midwest. So yeah, you would have all four. So we have three of the four. It's just I have Florida State, and you and you have. Uh, and and you have uh, Texas, so which should be interesting to see what happens. Should be a big day on Sunday for the for the selection show to see what happens. But we got to move on to bat to UConn basketball, and they made history on Monday night. They made history on Monday night. But before we talk about how they did, 
We're going to hear from our friends at JPEG Financial and Shamrock Home Inspections. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. Alrighty, we got a special team here in the state of Connecticut. On Monday night, they broke the record for most non-conference wins by double digits with 24. They broke the record of the 2008-2009 uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. This is a special team. This is a special team, and, and they're going to be and they're going to be tested this week. They're definitely going to be tested. It starts in Lawrence, Kansas, this week. We got UConn taking on Kansas, number four UConn, number five Kansas. This should be a big, big game. But honestly, I think they win it. Even if Castle plays or not, I think they win the game. I think they go in there and win this game. They were so good. Wow. Now, the double-digit streak's going to end. It should end in one, yeah. one of these next two weeks. The double-digit, the streak, that they're going to get 24, and that's it. Because the streak is going to end. But I think they win this game. I really do. I think they win it. Here's the difference. I think Klingon is going to contain Dickinson. And the problem is we don't need to, to double Dickinson because we have Klingon down low. And uh, I think I, and Kansas is not a – we're a better three-point shooting team than Kansas is. We're a better three-point shooting team. I think we pulled this one out. I got us winning this one 67-64. Do you agree, Justin? And how do they do it, in your opinion, if they if they win it in Lawrence? They're confident. I'm not like I'm huh? Well, I got Kansas winning. I got it like 68. This team doesn't 64. lose to non-conference teams. They've been great against non-conference teams. No, but Bill Self in his 21 years at Kansas, his his Allen his record at Allen Fieldhouse is 292 to 16. They don't lose there. And there's video. There's already 30 students already camping out inside Allen Fieldhouse for that game Friday night. Like, at, they got rattled last year, the first road games at Providence and Xavier. They were rattled. That's, you know, Xavier Providence are tough, but. Yeah, but they're not coming off the national nothing. championship. They're not coming off the national championship. Now they're coming off the national title. They are, but it is your first road test of, of the season. It, it's not easy. It's not easy going out of Fieldhouse and get a victory. It's it. I wouldn't be shocked because yes, Kansas is. They don't have a lot of. They don't have great three point shooting. They you know last night they struggled against Eastern Illinois. They're coming back from Maui. It you know I'm not I'm not surprised. Usually teams come back from Maui. They kind of struggle their first game back out. Uh, but Dickinson's been he's a you know he's I think eight for thirteen on the year from three. Like he's improved his shot. You know, he's going to kind of step out. But other than that, like Kevin McCullers, you know, he can drive. He's not a great shooter. Um, Juwan Harris, he's probably one of the best point guards in the country, but he doesn't like to shoot unless he has to. Um, so for like UConn, look, they were four for 28 the other night. And and, and Hurley kind of called out the team saying they need to get off their phones and uh, take off the heads, the video game headsets. So and get in the gym. So, you know. 
I was not happy there. But I got confidence that Hurley's going to get this team ready. Hurley's going to have this team ready. Hurley is – he's going to have this team ready. Look at what they did in the NCAA tournament. Look at what they've done against teams that that, that they don't know, that, feels, that, that, that don't know them. Outside of Big East play, this team's unbeatable. But I know it's a tough spot. Lawrence, Kansas, yeah. I get it. Yeah, they hit a very tough spot. The last time they played Kansas out there, they put a with out in Kansas City. They lost by like twenty five. Uh it was ninety five. Yeah, that was a good team. That um, was a good team. That was a team with Kevin Ollie and Ray yeah. Allen and Daniel Barshall. That was a good team. No, 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 no. Yeah. They didn't win any national championships in those days. That was a no, good team. No, they didn't. But, but was a group no, they didn't. A but team. yeah, it absolutely was a solid team. But um. You know, it's just it's you're going to a tough environment. You're going to a place that's tough to win. I don't know if Cal's gonna be back, but they need Caribbean to show up. You know, Sansa Johnson's been going off the bench, but like they need other guys to set off, set step off off the bench. Like Duars played well. He didn't play well Monday night. You know, he had no points, got five fouls. You know, some the you know, solo ball. He's kind of had a rough start here the last couple games. He had a great senior year, and he kind of r- r- risen his stock up to like a top thirty, you know, recruit. So, I, you know, I hope he gets it going. You know, I hope he kind of finds some confidence. But, you know, right now, you know, for uh, you kind of, kind of, if they can knock down shots, like for Kansas, they don't have many either. Like Nick Timberlake, who I thought was coming to UConn as a transfer, ends up going to Kansas. Awesome player at Towson the last couple of years. He's been awful. You know, he. He, he, you know, he's. You could see he's got no confidence, and you could kind of just see in Maui, like it's just it's a different level right now, and he's really kind of struggled to adjust, and he can't play defense, so he can't even hide him on that end, and he's not hitting shots. So, you know, like for Kansas, it's like yeah, they it's kind of you kind of knock down enough threes, they can be in good shape, but like they have to get out to a quick start, and kind of you can't play from behind in this one. You know, you're gonna have to kind of start like a 10-2 run, something like that. That's going to be tough to do, but if you knock down a couple threes early, you'll be in good shape. But um, it's just it's just a daunting task, and I, I think Kansas finds a way to pull it out. But I wouldn't – because I think UConn's a better team. If they put in neutral, I think UConn wins. But, like, I think UConn's probably going to be, like, a two-, three-point dog in this one. Like, you just, How much do you think UConn loses by? I think by four. four. See, there'll be a good game. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I don't think they're going to get blown out here, but – I just, I just think going out at the house is just a different animal, and I just think there's not enough in that whole. And Hurley asked Monday night too. The final thing, the officials not getting respect. He better be ready because you're not getting called there. Now. Oh God, no, God, no! You're not gonna call out there, no, no. And I'll give him credit. Monday there was, you know, kind of close to a flagrant foul, and Tom Moore. I've never seen Tom Moore get off the bench. He did actually you, went from the, the baseline. I was there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, Tom Moore got up and raced over to the officials, and Dan Hurley was the one holding him back, which oh, really? is something new. So, gotcha. you know, so he did kind of keep himself calm, but end of the game there. They gave, you know, he hit 29 free throws in the second half. Like, that's defense, you know, you can't foul, so. Yeah. You know, we'll see. Kansas defense not great either. They're not great man-to-man either. So I think it'll be a good one. But I think at home, Kansas just finds a way. All righty. So, but Tuesday night, they have another tough non-conference game with UConn. You will be in the building for that game. And I, I also think they win this one. I think they win this one. I, I think they might actually win this one by – Castle's back with being in the garden. I think they might win this one by double digits against North Carolina because I am not a Herb, Hubert, Herbert da- Hubert Davis fan at all. I think he's Kevin Ali, close to Kevin Alley 2.0. The yes. North Carolina went from going to the national title, not making the tournament, and pretty much having the same team back. So I think UConn yes. wins this one. I think they win this one by double digits, honestly. Because I think, again, Kling and Take can take Bake out away, and I don't think R.J. Davis can do enough in this game. So I got UConn winning this one. I, I got them winning this, I'd say, 74-64 over North Carolina. Justin, you better have us winning in the Garden Tuesday night. Oh, of course. I'm not having us lose a Huber Davis in yeah, that yeah. team. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we're going to find out a lot of North Carolina because I, I still don't think her defense will be the great. North Carolina, they'll know be by two down in battle for Atlantis the other day. Yeah. They got Tennessee at home tonight. Um, That should be a good one this evening. But um, Cormac Ryan, the North Ain't transfer, he hasn't gotten off to a good start. He's questionable tonight. I think he's going to probably play against UConn. I would think. It sounds like he'll be back for then. But, yeah, R.J. Davis is playing pretty well. I think he had 23 – or he had 30 against Arkansas, 23 against the, uh, Villanova. Baycott's kind of been a little hit or miss around the rim this year. He's still an awesome rebounder. He's not 
you know, I think he's shooting like 40%. He hasn't been as great around the rim this year finishing-wise. But, look, North Carolina, I think it's score points. They can't. I don't think they can get many stops. That's that's I defensively. I I think they're 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 going through a lot of lumps right now. I like the freshman, the the um point guard Elliot uh, Kajo. You know he he reclassified. He's a point guard. Sometimes they kind of get off the rough starts because they're a lot younger. Um, and you're playing the point guard spot, but I do like him. I I think you know we'll we'll see how he how he does against you know Castle and kind of UConn's probably going to put some pressure on him. But I I think UConn is definitely the better team. I'm. I have to imagine, because the first time I'm going to like experience North Carolina at the guard, I have to imagine they have a pretty good alumni base out oh, in New York be, City. Oh, they'll definitely be, they'll be, so, it'll be yeah. a nice crowd. It'll be a nice crowd between the two teams. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I, I assume maybe UConn has a slight edge in that. But, yeah, at the guard, and I think UConn's a better team. I don't – I know you – like North Carolina, I think, probably like the third, fourth best team right now in the ACC. I don't – I, I still have a lot of question marks. I do think they're better than last year. I do think this is a tournament team. How far they go, I don't think too far, but I think they're a better team. They could put up points. I think, you know, Caleb Love did have to lead. Like, I think that that all all that kind of relationship stuff had to kind of, you know, get, you know, they, that, I think that's kind of fixed this year, but um, I still think UConn's a better team. I think this is definitely a game. I, I got UConn win by double digits. Yeah, I think UConn definitely wins this one. But I think UConn wins this one, and I'm with you. I think they win it by double digits. But that's going to wrap it up this week on Sport Talk with R&J. For Justin Anafrio, I'm Steve Risser. We will be back next week talking about week 14 of the NBA season and the in-season tournament. No, week 14 of the NFL season and the in-season tournament in the NBA. Have a great weekend, everyone. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach in college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not aren't even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.